This episode of Homeschooling in Real Life is brought to you by Hedua, the Home Educating Family Association and the publishers of Family Magazine. Hey, this is Fletch, and on this edition of Homeschooling in Real Life, we are talking about a topic that is often seen as taboo among Christian homeschoolers. We're talking about depression among homeschool moms. You know, it's a tough topic, but it's a real topic. So we invited Christian psychologist Dr. Melanie Wilson, who also happens to be a podcasting friend of ours, to help us dive into this topic. And, you know, one of the first myths we want to dispel is that if you have depression as a homeschool mom, that you're the only one that has it. You are not alone if you are battling depression. Um, you are not alone if you are taking medication and you're not alone if you really don't even know where to begin to get help and that's why I'm so thankful that the two of you are tackling this issue because it's really really big and there's a lot of judgment in some circles of Christianity and of Christian homeschoolers and I'm hoping that we can kind of put that to rest. And so we're going to do what we think we do best here at Homeschooling in Real Life. We're going to wade into a difficult topic. We might step on a few toes, but we're going to get real, and we promise you we're going to get honest. So hang on to your hats as we start talking about the issue of depression and the homeschooling mom. This is Homeschooling in Real Life. Welcome to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. This is Fletch. And I'm Kendra. As veteran homeschooling parents, we discuss topics that tend to divide and distract Christian homeschoolers from each other and the gospel. On the Homeschooling IRL podcast, we promise to be honest, transparent, and witty as we uncover what it means to homeschool in real life. Hey, this is Fletch. And this is Kendra. And we want to welcome you to episode 60 of Homeschooling in Real Life, Depression and the Homeschooling Mom. Hey, dads are off the hook, but let me tell you, I am depressed tonight, Kendra. Oh, I think I know why. Yeah, it's because you're not here. And this is, I think, the first time <laughs> we've ever done a homeschooling in real life intro where we are in separate places. We're in separate states tonight. Fletch, that's depressing. I know. So, depression in the homeschooling mom, but it caught me tonight. No, Kendra's at Teach Spend Diligently in Dallas, Texas, and I am home with an ungodly number of teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh, uh, man. Yeah. Those are the fun ones. I've been telling people all weekend long how much we enjoy those young adults and teens. Yeah. I miss you guys. We have oh. had a really great conference here. Um, we've met, I have met quite a few hurlers who come up to me and said they listen to the show. So that's really fun. Hey, right on. Hurlers. I know. Pumping up and saying hi. A lot of people are scared to talk to you, it seems like. Uh, it's, it's so silly. They think you're some <laughs> mythical homeschool superhero not so at uh, all. we are talking depression how uh how real is this one it's a very real one i do have moms um oftentimes at these conferences sort of pull me aside and part of their story is a battle with depression and um it concerns me Fletch, that that this is a hard topic for women i think maybe in particular or maybe men too to feel like they can be real about in the church yeah, and that is why we knew this was a real one. We wanted to just dive right in. So in a few minutes, we're going to be sitting down uh, on Skype with Dr. Melanie Wilson, who is a Christian psychologist. Her website is uh, psychowithsix.com. Not only a Christian psychologist, but a homeschool mom. And yeah. let me tell you, listeners, this is a real discussion, and I'm really glad we're having it. Um, but before we get there, what's going on? You're a couple states away. I'm here. 
Um, let me yeah. tell you this. You're going to have the cleanest house you've ever come home to. Yes. This is yeah. like what every mom wants to hear. <laughs> and I want to say it wasn't like, hey, let's clean the house for mom. But, you know, when you're selling your house, of course, the one day the realtor wants to show it is when mom is traveling. So <laughs> I uh, whipped those things into shape this morning and we got this house looking clean as a whistle. And we're leaving it that way for you. So, oh, man, I'm sorry. You know what that means? Like the boys are sleeping out in the car. No one's allowed to sleep in their bedrooms. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's real life. That's the real life of Kendra being done. Oh, um, funny. Yeah, I just wanted to say I am enjoying a nice hot cup of Caroline's coffee, and I'm excited to see a few of our listeners have uh, jumped on board and headed over. You've got to try this out. Again, it saves you money to order coffee online. So go check out carolinescoffee.com. Go to the show notes. You'll get a uh, 10% off if you use our code HIRL. And uh, Kent, what is the drink of the evening for you in Texas? Well, I've got to tell you, one of the cool things about doing this podcast and and uh, people reaching out and just loving to have those conversations is um, hurler Megan Graham grabbed me and we went to lunch and um, she just graciously treated me to lunch the other day and also handed me her favorite tea. So I'm bringing that home, and I'm going to be drinking that tea all by myself. Right on. Good job, Megan, taking care of Kenj on the road. And what a shout-out she got on the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. Hold on yeah, that was so up. great. Just just really always um, the best thing for me about these conventions is really connecting with moms. And um, we had a really, really lovely time. So thanks, Megan. Uh, speaking of hurlers, I wanted to read a review we got on iTunes. This is called Grace-Based Encouragement from Laundry Queen NC. I'm assuming that means North Carolina. Actually, it does. Absolutely love this podcast. I've gone back and listened to every episode since finding them, and now that I'm caught up, I find myself going back to certain episodes time and time again when I'm folding too many loads of piled-up laundry to count this awesome couple. It's us. Awesome couple. Thank you. <laughs> but they haven't me, met us. Yeah. Keeps me <laughs> grounded in the grace of the gospel. Amen. That's awesome. I'm yeah. thankful every time I hear an episode that this podcast exists, when I find someone new to homeschooling who wants to do it all perfectly, I often guide them here, especially the episode about homeschooling boys and girls. Much love from North Carolina. Oh, that's great. That's great. And you know what? Here's the thing. Maybe... We can't connect. Maybe I, we'll never get to meet you in person, and we won't get to sit down over lunch or coffee, but one thing that we would absolutely love, take the time to hop over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review, and um, it just helps people find us. We say this every episode, Fletch, but that's really the truth. The more it's out there, the more it's rated, the more iTunes lets us be found, and uh, more people can hear freedom, hopefully, in the grace of Jesus Christ. All right. That sounds like enough fluff for tonight. We are going to head into a commercial, and when we come out of it, we're going straight into depression. (laughs) (laughs) When it comes to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast, I think one of the things that our listeners love is that we're real and that we are willing to dive into any issue or topic. You know, being real, that extends even into our advertising. So anytime a company or organization wants to sponsor this podcast, we're going to get to know them. So when we were approached by Hedgewa, the Home Educating Family Association and the publishers of Family Magazine, we spent some time getting to know them and their products and even the people that are behind the products. I spent time on the phone with Rebecca Kelleher, the publisher of Family Magazine, and I was asking her a lot of questions about why the homeschooling world really even needs another magazine, and she explained that this is a homeschooling magazine put together by homeschooling moms that are right where you are. So Rebecca, can you tell me a little bit about the creative process? I mean, how is this magazine put together? We have a team of uh, homeschool moms. There's about between five and ten of us that have regular brainstorming sessions um, because we're each located in a different region of the country. We try to stay up with, okay, what is affecting homeschooling on a national level, on a state level, on a local level? What are homeschooling moms um, going through? 
what does the average day look like and what, what helps do they need? Now, I know you've been homeschooling all your life, first as a student and now as a homeschool mom and now as a publisher of a homeschool magazine. Have you noticed that the landscape has changed at all? It has changed so drastically in the last 10 years. Uh, it, it used to be to where it was more philosophical, you know, that we were printing way more articles that were philosophical. And now it's more, I, there's a generation of homeschooling moms coming up that their number one question is just, how do I stay at home, be a mama, love my children and homeschool them? And what does that look like practically? And so we're, we see Family Magazine even morphing into more of a how-to um here are examples of how we run our day, uh, and here are examples of how to do homeschooling on a budget versus here's how to, you know, do those experiments if you're not a crafty person. And so I don't think there's at the need. The need is not as great to try to adjust the philosophical thinking of a homeschool mom. The need is more Titus too. How can I help her? help her children. All right, Hurlers, if you're looking for a homeschool magazine that's written by homeschool moms that know exactly where you are and that understand the homeschool landscape, click through the graphic in this episode or go directly to Hedgewood.com. Check out Family Magazine. We promise you're going to love it. my old friend I've come to talk with you again We are thrilled to be on the phone with Dr. Melanie Wilson. Now, we're excited about this because we know her from a couple of avenues, but the first of first part was knowing her as a fellow podcast uh, on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network, but she comes from the website Psycho with Six. Melanie, welcome to Homeschooling in Real Life. First thing, can you explain the name of that website before you introduce yourself? Yeah, a lot of people just look really strangely at it. You know, when my username cops, pops up on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. And it's because I am a Christian psychologist turned homeschooling mother of six. And, you know, my kids can be at times. So it's appropriate on both levels. Psycho with six. That's perfect. Hey, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, who you are? Yeah, I'd be glad to. I have been homeschooling for 16 years, and I have been blogging for a very long time. I really just did it for friends and family at first, but then I started to think that I I could really share some resources and ideas and things that I had uh, really gained through you know, my own personal experiences over the years. So I share, you know, helpful hints on parenting and meal planning and homeschooling resources, reviews of curriculum and that kind of thing. And I've been doing that for several years now, really on a consistent basis. And at present, you know, as you said, I was doing a podcast with you and I was really proud to be doing that, Uh, but I decided that I really felt called to create my own language arts curriculum for homeschoolers, so I have been hard at work on that. It's an elementary level, and the first volume is going to be for advanced first graders and second graders, kids who already know how to read, and I just have found that I could not really get a hold of a curriculum that met my needs as a homeschooler and somebody who is really passionate about language arts. So that's what I've been doing. I've been married for 23 years now. And when people ask me, how can you do all these things that you do and still have six kids? I tell them it's by the grace of God and because I have an amazing husband. So... Hey, that's what I say. That's exactly <laughs> what it? I say. Yeah, these fantastic men that, that allow us to 
to manage everything. Although I don't know, is you say yours is chaotic, mine is chaotic. So maybe we just <laughs> thrive that way. Who knows? That's another issue. It's funny when she was describing herself, I thought that sounds like Kendra. She's the type of person that would say, I'm trying to find a crick. Oh, forget it. I'm just going to make my own curriculum. <laughs> yeah, I know I have right. eight kids. I know that, you know, life is crazy. Uh, I have a question for you. Where are you in the country? Yeah, I am in Missouri. I'm a native South Dakotan, and you can hear a little bit of that still in my language. But I have been living here in Missouri for 25 years, and I just absolutely love it. It's right in the heart of the country, and there are so many great things to do outdoors, and it's a great homeschooling state, too. Oh, good to know. All right, shout out to all of our listeners in Missouri. Mm-hmm. So, Melanie, we asked for you to be um, on this episode with us today because we have had a couple of requests for an episode that talks candidly about moms dealing with depression. Um, and, you know, this is this is widespread. That was one of the things that I wanted to discuss really honestly today is, um, you know, these moms that feel like, how come I'm the only one or why can't I handle this or why am I going through this? They're, they're really not alone, are they? Not at all. I mean, depression is extremely common, both in terms of, you know, just a short, uh, maybe not even clinical depression, but having a hard time to very severe depression. I mean, it's one of the most common mental disorders that uh, medication is prescribed for and certainly psychotherapy is prescribed for. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely not uncommon, but there is still a stigma attached to it, especially for us as Christians, because we still have that idea that we have enough faith if we just believe in God's goodness enough, if we're just grateful enough for our blessings, then we won't be depressed. And, you know, there are there are concerns about people taking medications. It wasn't something that I was especially fond of people taking long term in many cases, but there are so many instances where it is really important to take medication and balance your brain chemistry. But that's just kind of an overview. It's common. It's nothing to be ashamed of. And it's something that I think we need to talk more about. You know, there's a whole conversation now about the fact that we really are so far behind in our treatment of mental health concerns in this country and just even an awareness and an education about mental health issues. Well, I want to jump in really quick with just a quick question there. I, I love to be the one that kind of rips the Band-Aid off and gets to the, the sore that's not getting healed yet. Um, can we talk a little bit about shame? Uh, moms that feel ashamed for uh, coming out and saying, hey, I'm struggling, or with the idea of, you mentioned it, but I want to get a little more specific, um, that there should be no shame in taking medications or going to therapy and talking to someone, and then kind of off the path a little bit, um, what type of therapist are, are we should we be looking for? Right. Um, boy, I mean, you asked me a, a number of issues. There yeah, that that's okay. We'll have some fun. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, first of all, the shame. A lot of people still think of depression as being akin to being crazy. I mean, people say that to me all the time. Yeah, I'm crazy. I'm nuts. Mm -hmm. I'm taking medication. Depression is not being crazy. That is simply a disorder just like any other disorder like diabetes or thyroid problems where your brain chemistry just isn't balanced. And the one thing that I learned in graduate school that has always stuck with me is the fact that many cases of depression are actually physiological in origin. In other words, they're secondary to another physical disorder or problem that we have. And if we are ashamed and we think, oh, I'm crazy, I just can't handle my problems or my stress, or it's my fault because I don't have enough faith, then we aren't going to go and get help from a variety of different sources, which I'll talk about in a minute. But 
we can actually do great damage to ourselves and not identify a physical disorder that's going on that could be easily treated or in the case of a serious case of depression let it go so far that our thinking becomes so disordered that our bodies begin to shut down depression takes a very serious toll on the body and can shorten our lifespan even without committing suicide which of course is a huge risk when you're dealing with a serious depression so that shame that is there it's so unfortunate because the people that I have heard say I have struggled with depression take medication they find out that they've opened up a floodgate of people saying yeah me too (laughs) I just didn't want to admit it to anyone so you are not alone if you are battling depression Um, you are not alone if you are taking medication and you're not alone if you really don't even know where to begin to get help and that's why I'm so thankful that the two of you are tackling this issue because it's really really big and there's a lot of judgment in some circles of Christianity and of Christian homeschoolers and I'm hoping that we can kind of put that to rest. Good. That's exactly what we wanted. That's why we wanted to do this. And I'm it's really I'm really glad to hear that I can be depressed and be crazy. That's awesome. Cuz I don't have to put those in the same boat anymore, Kendra. I can I I can just be crazy. That's awesome. It's funny. Yeah. They are separate issues, you're right. So if we have a uh, Let's just say we have a listener who's sitting here saying, all right, um, I've often wondered if I'm depressed, but I don't know how to use the internet to search up (laughs) signs for depression. So for those people, can we just talk about it for a second? What about this? What about depression? What are some things um, that someone might be going through and say, oh, that's what this is? Right. Well, you know, I was actually depressed at a time in my life. And I had no idea, believe it or not. And I was a psych major. I was not yet a psychologist, but I was experiencing the symptoms of depression but had no idea. So I would not have gotten on the internet, which did not exist at the time, to see if I had depression. And many people really don't even want to entertain the idea that they're depressed. You know, it's like, it's kind of an insult as we were talking about before. It's like saying, oh, well, you're not very strong. You're, you're not able to handle life's difficulties, so you're depressed. And so people are, tend to be pretty resistant at even entertaining the idea that they're depressed. So I think it's good to go over those symptoms of depression. And some of those can be of two different flavors or really two different types of depression. The classic type of depression is when you have insomnia or you wake up very early in the morning and are unable to get back to sleep. That is a hallmark sign. Now that doesn't mean that if you have insomnia that you're necessarily depressed, but it's a a cluster of symptoms. You have consistently depressed mood and this goes on for an extended period of time and it's there's no um, you know in other words if you've just lost a parent um, or you've you've lost someone close to you you've just gone through a divorce and you have depressed mood and even crying spells and you're not really able to function like normal for a couple of weeks we don't say that that's depression that's normal grief. It's a normal uh, grief reaction to what you've been experiencing in your life. But if there is no identical source of the depression, you are still having you know, depressed mood and crying and that's going on for a couple of weeks most of the time, then we're going to start to think, okay, this could be a case of depression. Depression often coincides with anxiety. So if you are having um, symptoms of anxiety, you know, you just feel anxious, you have a lot of muscle tension, uh, restlessness, and again, anxiety tends to go along with trouble sleeping. Uh, A lack of appetite, if you start to lose weight and you just don't feel like eating, that is a sign of classic depression. Also, not wanting to engage in activities that normally brought you pleasure. So, you know, you don't want to hang out with your friends, you know, isolating yourself. You don't 
participate in a hobby that you used to enjoy. You just don't have the energy and the fatigue is another symptom of depression. Those are classic symptoms of depression. And then on the other hand, you can have depression if you are sleeping all the time. You know, we talked about insomnia, but if you are hypersleeping, you're sleeping too much and you just seem to only want to sleep, that can be a symptom of depression as well. And then, unlike the person who has no appetite and actually starts to lose weight, you can also begin to overeat and gain weight, and that is a symptom of depression as well. Now, all of these symptoms that I've just covered can be related to other things. So it doesn't mean that you are in fact depressed, but it is something to consider and to talk with your doctor about. And that that is one of the questions that you asked me that I didn't really respond to. Because psychiatrists are really um, in high demand, it is actually quite difficult to get an appointment in a timely manner to see a psychiatrist. Most people who think that they may be depressed are going to go to their general practitioner and talk to them and usually get a prescription. It is a great idea though um, as a psychologist to consider seeing a psychologist, a counselor, or a licensed therapist of some sort. My preference if you are a Christian would be for you to see a Christian counselor if at all possible and partner your any medication that you decide to take. Now some of my patients had no interest in taking medication and I understood that and we worked with that. Uh, the fact is that therapy can be just as effective, especially for milder forms of depression, as medication. But in some cases, partnering them, doing both together makes the most sense. Why? Because the medication can help someone, especially with the physical symptoms. You can start to get some sleep, which is so important. If you have a poor appetite, it can start to help you feel like eating once again. It can give you more energy so that you can get back to doing the work that psychotherapy requires. And then we could talk a little bit more about what that's all about. Hey, this is Fletch, and I want you to listen to one of my favorite sounds. Mm, that is the sound of hot water being pushed through freshly ground coffee, which eventually leads to the pouring of coffee and then the drinking of coffee. One of my favorite things to do. You know, this podcast is sponsored in part by Caroline's Coffee out of Grass Valley, California. They are hand-roasting coffee, hand-packaging it, and sending it directly to your doorstep. And if you look at it, the cost of buying coffee online and having it sent to your door uh, can sometimes be cheaper than the coffee you buy in the store. Now, I realize if you buy cheap coffee and all you want is canned, stale coffee, well, you'll be able to beat the price any day. But if you want freshly roasted, hand-roasted coffee, that's a coffee bean you choose, uh, you know, buying coffee online and sending it to your door, that's the way to do it. And Caroline's Coffee is the place to do it, especially when you use our code, which is H-I-R-L for Hurl. Our hurlers can go to carolinescoffee.com and get 10% off any coffee you want. You know, that's something I want you to do. As a listener of this podcast, uh, I'd love you to go to Caroline's Coffee and buy a pound of coffee. Try it yourself and tell me if you agree that this is really, really good coffee. You know, it's a way to sponsor a free podcast. Uh, do something you love. Get a pound of coffee. Help us and help Caroline's Coffee. Hey, thanks for doing that. And tell them that Fletch and Kendra sent you. Within the sound of silence, in restless dreams I walked alone.
Melanie, in all of this, I think that there is also that mom guilt of homeschooling moms. And I don't know that it's much different than a regular mom whose kids are in a school setting, but there's this idea that like, I can't take time for myself. So is there, is there a time that a homeschooling mom should say, I've got to take time off from homeschooling to, to get well? Oh, you mean in terms of if you are experiencing significant depression, do you need to take time off from your homeschooling? Right, right. Okay. I am so glad that you asked me that because that is a huge concern that I have. I mean, my first concern is one that I've already shared, and that is that moms are not willing to admit that they're depressed, that they're struggling, that they're not able to... Uh, you know, kind of stay on top of it. And they're experiencing the symptoms of depression and they're not getting treated for it. That is my number one concern. But my second concern is that some of these moms who are seriously depressed are persisting in homeschooling even when they should not be. Mm. Um, I have known cases personally. I have talked to homeschool group leaders who know of many cases of this where there are homeschooling mothers and if this is you listening to this right now I want you to really hear my heart for you if you are severely depressed and you are sleeping most of the day and that's honestly that is what happens a lot and you are so depressed that you cannot provide the kind of education that you would expect another teacher to provide for your children. It is time to take a break and get well. It is not a life sentence that you can never homeschool your children again. It is not the case that by doing that, that you are saying that you want people to come in, the authorities to come in and take your kids away from you. It's actually the opposite. It's less likely that that will happen if you do what you need to do to get well and get healthy again. Um, as I said, it is not a shameful thing to say that you're depressed. It's not a, a crime to be depressed and to be a homeschooling parent, but it is, I think, really, really doing your children a disservice if you cannot get out of bed, if you cannot, um, you know, generate the energy that you need to take care of your children's physical needs and their educational needs and their spiritual needs, then something needs to happen so that you can um, get back on track and be the homeschooling mom that you want to be and that your children want to see. You know, you're modeling for your children how to take care of yourself. And that was something else that you said, Kendra, that uh, before you, you asked about, you know, taking a break. I have never been one to feel selfish for taking breaks. When my children were little, I had a housekeeper coming in uh, once every two weeks to do the major cleaning for me. I had my niece coming in once a week to take care of the kids so that I could go out on a date with my husband or just do something selfish for myself. (laughs) You know, I said selfish, but just something so that I could be renewed and recharged. When you have younger kids especially, oh, it is so draining and exhausting. And the lack of sleep, the lack of personal time and space especially for for people who are more introverted you know what and they're like being overrun by by kids and kids needs, and then husbands needs on top these are women uh, who are serving their churches and their communities and something just has to give so if you need time to get out of your house and you can't afford it then Do something where you're exchanging time with a friend. Just tell your friends, I'm losing it. I need to get out of here. Uh, Something that I do for myself um, to this day is once a week, I go and get together with a friend of mine and I scrapbook because that renews my spirit. I love talking with my friend and I love 
putting those pictures together of happy times that we've had together as a family. And I talk to so many homeschooling moms who say, oh, I wouldn't have time for that. I wouldn't have time for that. Well, no one has time for that. You have to make the time for that. And I believe that doing those kinds of things is like hygiene for our mental health. And it's what keeps me from having a major depressive episode. (laughs) Yeah, we talked about that on our last episode about burnout because I had said, I'd led into one of the segments saying, let's talk about me time and realizing that me time is a good thing, calling time for yourself. And I was really calling out husbands on that and saying, hey, let's make sure that our wives are getting the time they need. And I said, a lot of it's selfish. You know, guys want their wives, you know, alert and, around, you know, to be a wife. And if you're not giving her me time, she's just going to plow herself into the ground. And um, so aside from selfishness from guys, I mean, this is obviously <laughs> something, you know, we've talked about. Well, Melanie, uh, I find over the course of years of being around homeschooling moms and having been a homeschool mom, you know, all these years, it is really hard to say, okay, I'm going to go do this for myself, for a lot of us. Um, I don't know what that is or why we're wired that way as moms to have such a sense of responsibility that that makes us feel guilty if we take time for ourselves. But I love the way you put it. And, and that is that hygiene for our mental health. I mean, we wouldn't not take a shower for a week, right? Or brush our teeth or, or whatever it is, clean our nails. But somehow we're not thinking about all the emotional side of things or the mental or even the spiritual side of things where we're just not taking care of ourselves. So I appreciate that you said that. I think one of the other things that we can do as homeschooling moms in community is share what we do to take time for ourselves, share what we do for that mental hygiene. You know, I I have been very vocal about that from the very beginning because personality is such that I simply can't do without doing those kinds of things. You know, when I was a homeschooling mom with lots of young children, I didn't take them to the grocery store with me, for example. I just couldn't handle that. I tried it a few times, and it was crazy making. And so I would just say to my husband, you know, I need you to watch the kids so I can go to the grocery store. And even sometimes doing that, just having that, ah, okay, I can just get something done without someone crying and pulling on me and asking for something. It is not wrong. It is a wonderful thing to do to, uh, and, and husbands love it. I know, Fletch, you're going to agree with me. Men want their wives to be happy. Yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> yes, you do. And we want you to kiss also. Those are the two things. I want you to be happy. I want you to kiss. <laughs> okay. You know, my husband, I went through... I went through a time period where I was trying to be like this perfectly submissive wife. <laughs> I mean, that's another topic, but yeah. I it, it made me so resentful <laughs> and, and angry toward him that he said, I would much rather you not submit to me and be a happy <laughs> wife than be a submissive, miserable wife. And... I think that applies to our parenting, our mothering, too, and our homeschooling. Our husbands want us to be happy. And if that requires even a financial sacrifice of paying a sitter so that you can get out and just have some mommy time or going out of town or out with the girls one night, then do it. Make that sacrifice and take the money from other areas because If you can't hold it together, if depression just takes you out of the homeschooling that you're doing, that that, everything, you know, the whole family will collapse at that point. So Mm -hmm. it is so, so vitally important. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Go ahead. I was going to ask another tough question. So we're talking to this, uh, you know, this made up person that's a depressed homeschool mom or dad who are listening to the homeschooling in real life podcast. But I think more often it's going to be the situation where they have a, a friend or someone in their co-op group where they're seeing these signs 
in that other person. And then we get stuck in that situation where we really feel like we need to bring this up or have the conversation. What, what, what are you thinking there? (laughs) I have actually been in that situation and you can imagine having me for a friend, uh, the uh, clinical psychologist. (laughs) (laughs) I actually feel sorry for people who are my friends sometimes because if I suggest that I'm concerned that they're depressed, there tends to be a negative reaction to that and some defensiveness. And even if you're not a Christian psychologist, a clinical psychologist like I am, if you make a suggestion in a certain way, you may get some pushback on that. So my suggestion would be to say, hey, I want to get together with you and just talk about how you're doing. And I have done that with friends of mine. And I don't, you know, I don't use the D word. I just ask them what's going on. And I make suggestions of things that they can try that are a little bit less threatening. If they're experiencing some physical problems, I will say, you know, have you had, have you had any blood work done? Have you seen your doctor for a general physical? Because as I said at the beginning, there are so many physical conditions that can cause symptoms of depression and anxiety. So that would be a great place to start. And then to encourage your friend to make sure that they're taking that time for themselves. And here's one other thing that I can say as an encouragement to someone who knows someone who is depressed. This is really exciting to me. The fact is that talking with anyone, even someone who is not a trained counselor, can help alleviate symptoms of depression. So simply by you reaching out to your friend and letting your friend talk about the frustrations Maybe frustrations in their marriage, frustrations in their parenting, their homeschooling, money problems, whatever it is, just letting her talk and get that off of her chest is going to help her to feel better. And then one other suggestion that I would make, because it's something that I did with a lot of my clients who were depressed, and that is to encourage them to engage in activities that they used to enjoy. When I started staying home, with my kids. This was before I was homeschooling, but I quit my job as a psychologist for a number of reasons. That's that's another. I felt called to stay home with my children. I thought, okay, now I'm staying home. I'm not producing an income. So now, therefore, I am not allowed to spend any money. <laughs> it's so crazy to me that I thought that, but I really did. I thought, you know, my husband's making all the money. I can't spend anything that's not necessary. And guess what happened? I got depressed in a big, big hurry because I cut out of my life those things that I really enjoyed and that added that spice and variety and interest to my life. And when we stop doing those enjoyable activities, we get depressed. The great news is the way to reverse that is to get somebody to start doing those activities again. Even if they say, oh, they don't really want to, oh, they can't afford it, they can't take the time, just making them do it, saying, hey, I'm going to go with you. You know, you always used to love to go on hikes, so I'm going to go for a hike with you, scrapbook with you. We're going to go out and shop or whatever it is that your friend used to enjoy that she is no longer doing. You need to encourage her to do that. And it is very, very powerful. It's been shown to actually change brain chemistry. Wow. That is awesome. Well, I don't know that this will go in the episode, Melanie, but I have found that so entirely true this year as I've gone back to putting ballet and tennis back into my life that I hadn't done since college. And like suddenly I'm enjoying, <laughs> I'm enjoying my weeks. I feel good. <laughs> you know, well, Kendra, we have Dr. Things. Wilson on the line. Why don't you tell her why you chose to stop ballet and tennis? It was the same thing. <laughs> she didn't want to take time for herself yeah. and didn't want to add it to the budget, the money, the time, you know, whatever. And, and suddenly I thought there, there's a, down? Point, pardon me. Do you want to lie down and talk to her a little bit? <laughs> no. <laughs> this is a great time. <laughs> There's just a point at which, I don't know, maybe it's part, part of it's getting to middle age where you say, screw retirement. <laughs> we can take, you know, a couple hundred dollars out of the year for me to take a ballet class once a week that is absolutely mind 
clearing, you know, good for my body, good for my brain, just all of those things. Um, and we'll have a few extra hundred dollars at the end of retirement. I mean, you know, there, and and I don't, I agree with you when you said, you know, now I'm not working, I'm coming home. Oh, I can't spend any money. I don't know what that is in, in my, I'm the same way in my brain. Like, Oh, if I haven't earned the money, well then I certainly can't spend it on myself. I can spend it on my husband or my kids or, (laughs) but not on me, you know? Yeah. I don't know what that is. That that's why I think I think some homeschool dads who again I, they need to be yanked in for this part of the interview, which is what I said last time, which is me time is valuable for your homeschooling because I said face it, moms are doing the homeschooling. You can say you're doing it, but when I say open up the homeschool budget, I don't mean so you can go do more, you know, unit studies on this. I mean go to the beach. And don't study lighthouses. Put your dang feet in the sand and provide the money for your wife to do that because she won't do it on her own. Or, or you know, hey, I'm going to book the time with a masseuse or with a, you know, the ballet class. And you need to go do this. Kind of like you're saying with the friends. Take your friend or, guys, do this for your wife because that mom guilt is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it really... It is a lot of pressure to be a one-income family. Now, I know a lot of homeschooling moms are working in addition to homeschooling now, which adds a whole other level of complexity, you know. I mean, talk about burnout producing. And so it's even more important. And, you know, I will just add this. I'm going to say that sitting and talking with your friend while you're watching your child play baseball or practice um, dance or whatever it is, that's great. I mean, it's wonderful to have that socializing time, but that is not me time. (laughs) That is not me time. My husband has tried to convince me that that's date time too. (laughs) And it's not. It is absolutely not. So we need something more. We need to have time that is solely devoted to our interests, that is guilt-free. And, you know, part of that is just comes from within, that we have to say to ourselves, there is nothing to feel guilty about with this. I mean, Jesus is our model, and he went away from people to spend time with the Lord. Now, he wasn't going out to play tennis, (laughs) but um, he definitely took that time to be away, and we have to do that, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Did we cover everything here on depression? We wanted not at all, but for this episode, here's the deal, Melanie. You're not doing your podcast anymore, but you are a terrific guest. <laughs> so we want to come back to this well and and go a little deeper on other subjects because I think this will get your uh, your podcasting desires out, and you don't have to do any production. You can just oh, that would be nice. Get that your voice nice. out there. Uh, <laughs> Melanie, thank you so much for being with us. I think um, you've helped us to create an episode that hopefully gives women hope, um, makes them feel the freedom to acknowledge the fact that maybe something's not quite right and they can deal with that, and hopefully points them in a direction that will alleviate some of whatever it is that's going on, it's if it's depression or burnout or whatever those issues are, that we have we have hope and we can find help and all the way around we'll be healthier moms for it. I can't say enough how much I think of what you and Fletcher are doing with this podcast. I mean, just, you know, let's just get real and talk about what we're really struggling with. One of my biggest concerns is that we tend to live in denial a lot of times, and denial is very, very destructive, especially when it comes to depression. So I really hope that anyone who is listening is willing to say, hey, I may have some symptoms of depression, and I want to take Melanie's advice and start doing some things with my friends, start doing some things to renew myself, and I'm going to keep listening to homeschooling in real life so that I can just stay on track and be a healthy, happy mom. Well, thanks so much. And we are going to come back to you again and again. I can feel it. Well, that would be great. I look forward to it. Hey, little Simon and Garfunkel Fletch. That was a good choice for this episode. And 
You know what? We don't have a lot else to say. I know we're going to have Melanie back on this show again. I'd like to just keep going back to that pond and fishing deeper because she has a lot of great insight uh, from a counseling perspective, from therapy perspective, from a homeschool mom perspective. And I mean, I hope this one opens the door for some discussion. Yes, let's continue this discussion. We would love to hear your thoughts and um, hope this so ministered to those of you who are struggling with depression. You can find us, as always, on Facebook at facebook.com slash homeschoolingirl, Twitter at homeschoolirl. You can email us at info at homeschoolingirl.com. We'd love to answer those questions. We, we might It might take us a few days, but um, we will get to you and are so thankful for each and every one of you. Yeah, and let me tell you this. I want to just add on to the very end here that we're talking about homeschool moms, um, but I'd like to put in the show notes a link for dads as well. And we might need to come back and talk about depression in men because you think it's not safe to talk about it as a homeschooling mom. It's a lot less safe as a dad, I think, to say, man, I'm struggling with depression. So we're going to put a link to a great... um, topic that I saw running the Art of Manliness, and uh, we'll make sure we include that. But please keep the discussion going. Ken, this is a safe one for people to have, right? Absolutely. And we may not have all the answers, like she said, or it may take us a while, but we want to have the discussion, and we want you to know that this is a safe place, and it's a place where you can be real. I mean, we will we will listen. We won't poke. Uh, fingers, we won't point fingers, we will just listen and uh, see if we can connect you with some help if you need it. So, again, thanks for listening, Ken. Thanks for calling in from Texas. Hey, it was great to um, be with y'all from Texas. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'll see you in real life when you get back home tomorrow. For the rest of you, we will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Dr. Melanie Wilson calling from Missouri. I am a Christian psychologist turned homeschooling mother of six, and I blog at psychowith6.com where I share sanity saving tips for homeschooling and living. You have been listening to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Everything on this show was written and produced by Andy and Kendra Fletcher. You can find out more about this show at homeschoolingirl.com or by searching for them on iTunes.